Hi, I'm Michael Etchens from In Excess. Thank you very much for coming backstage with Access All Areas, okay? Hope you have a good time. Welcome to Inexos Access All Areas. My name is B, and I will be co-hosting this series of podcasts with my Inexos nerd Hayden Murdoch. We will be delving deep with you all to explore everything there is to know about this iconic band of brothers in excess, sharing music, tours, videos, albums, and oh, so much more. Well, hello, welcome to Inexos Access All Areas, episode 120, the podcast that dives deep on all things great about Inexos. I do this with my lovely compadre, B, all our loyal listeners and podcast patrons and the greater community who are just checking us out maybe for the first time today. B, how are you? Happy post-Queen's morning, poor thing. Oh, sorry. It's a bit sad, yes. But I've been watching... Let's celebrate the Queen's life. 96, oh my huh? God, why are you so loud today? I'll have to turn you down. <laughs> I, I took it up a notch because I went down a notch you when did. I was mentioning the Queen. Oh I went back up a notch. All right, but, yes. But but let's celebrate. 96. What a I mean, we mentioned it last yeah. week's episode, but what a great inning. So I think we'd all sign up for 96 if we had a choice, wouldn't we? Oh, guys, and the photographs that are coming out of like, you know, of her at home with, uh, with the children and just her growing up, it's very sentimental. Her humour's coming across more for some reason. There's yeah. like, we, we yeah. all thought that she was pretty historic, but it's great. It's lovely. Do, do you know what? Do you know I found out when? Mm-hmm. Do you know I found out when she was younger, maybe back when she was around her early twenties, she knew how to uh, pull apart an engine yes. on a vehicle mm-hmm. and put it back together. Like there was certain sort of army vehicles or something like that she had access to, mm-hmm. and she was really interested in that. I mean, I couldn't picture it oh. now, but uh, it's been interesting, hasn't it? It's like um, she yeah. doesn't have to have a driver's license. Did you know that? No. Because she she's the queen. She can drive as yes. much as she wants. And um, she has doesn't have to have a passport either. She just can just go. Yeah, yeah it's all right. these different things. And she can just dismiss our parliament in Australia like that. So now the king can Well, that's happened. Yeah, that, that's happened before. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. But, but here's an interesting thing. If I see one more post from an influencer or somebody trying to story insert themselves into the Queen's life, you know, yes, you were standing on the side of the road in 1997 near Covert Garden <laughs> as the thing went past. That's great. Good on you. Fantastic. Yes. But, uh, yeah, a bit over the, uh, the story insertions of everyone. I think we're getting yeah. a day off, aren't we, next week, Thursday. Well, it's an, an interesting thing. Now, a lot of our sort of American listeners might be a little bit bored with our homage to the Queen, but uh, uh, your version of your royal family is Hollywood, uh, Clooney and Aniston and uh, Jolie. Uh, ours is Charles, Chuck and and Queen, uh, Elizabeth. So so uh, we, uh, maybe our American friends uh, celebrate and eulogise Hollywood, we celebrate our monarchy. Mm-hmm. But here's an interesting statistic for all the listeners around the world. Our Queen's birthday or bank holiday, as you British people like to call it, is uh, the second Monday of June every year. Mm-hmm. Well, next week we are having a day off like Melbourne and all the other places for the Queen's uh, funeral and everything like that. But here's the irony. The following Monday, Perth and WA are celebrating Queen's birthday. 
Can you figure that one out? That's a bit odd, isn't it? (laughs) Only in Australia. Only Only in Australia. Australia. Yeah. So we so somehow we're still honouring the holiday of her birthday, even though she's having a funeral three days earlier. So Good night, Mom, and God bless the King. All right, B. So last week we did our hip and scent episode, uh, aptly sort of uh, titled, I guess, given the circumstances. But uh, uh, a lot of fun for uh, with that particular podcast. And big thank you to Genevieve for her stylish uh, promo of the episode, showing the disc of Heaven Sent being spun around in a clockwise fashion. But uh, uh, I do know a lot of the listeners out there enjoyed that episode and uh, like the fact we're getting musical again, B. Yes, yes. And we're going to do it again this week, which is awesome. We are. Mm. We're going to keep going musical, et cetera. Yeah. Less of us, more of the band. And then we've got um, something special to announce at the end of this show too about it. We do. Mm. We do. Now, B, I always like to ask this question. Uh, how has your In Excess week been? Which part do you want me to start with? You've been watching a little bit, haven't you, on our emails? Well, let's say let, let's save that little bit of good news for the news section, oh, okay. and I will throw I'll throw to you for that because you sorted all that out. That's your right, but, that's your but we've uh, had a lot uh, acquisition. Of, but we've had a lot of emails. Did you see the other email from Deanne today? No, I didn't. Please, please share. Okay, so Deanne um, is the manager of Don't Change, and at the end of the yep. show, we're going to be announcing. A few things, and I'll announce oh, more right. about that. But yes, I had a, a lovely meeting with um, Blair and a few other guys, and we are coming together. And something special is going to be happening down in Wollongong um, on the twenty sixth. So we'll explain Excellent. a little bit more about that because it's quite fun engagement like at the end of the show. But that's been big this week for me. Actually, I should get my notes because I'm sure. Oh, my ticket arrived. So thank. Thank you to Merv. Here's my ticket, Hayden. Oh, wow. It is true. It is the Odeon ticket that Can you B see it? went to the – well, let me uh, read it out for the listeners here because it's a good side gag. It was it was the fiver. Is that right? Five, Five pounds. pounds. Okay. 1986, May the 19th, uh, uh, <laughs> B, rear, uh, stall nine, okay, <laughs> and special guests. Uh, who the special guests there? I don't know. Um, you probably remember. Yeah, well, sort of. I've got – I, I think it was something like the throwing muses or the right. flaming muses, something like that. I don't. Right. I, I tried to okay. look them up, but I don't remember which one it was. Some something yeah. muses, but yeah. And then can you see the BB? And that oh, that's weird, isn't it? I can, I can, and it says to be retained. Is that right down the bottom? Yeah. Well, I kept it for bloody years, and then my dad went and threw the bloody thing. So, so B's been able to unearth her concert ticket mm. stuff. Maybe not her physical one, but one that she went to. Mm. That's that's not your ticket. That's the you bought that ticket, didn't but you? I was there. I was in the stalls. Yes, <laughs> yes. fantastic. But uh, we love nostalgia on here. That's what half this podcast is about. But um, uh, what else has uh, come across your desk this I'm week? Trying to find my notes. Hang on, I've got my to do to do list and my review. Right. Oh my god! Okay. okay. Um. Oh. Uh, I was thinking actually. I know. I know this isn't. Um, probably a mix, but um, can we do a mate? Because I've got the audio to that. Perhaps we could do a show on that one day. On the concert, yeah. Do do some me go back into time. You've struck yeah. a memory. I think that'd be great. Um, I have a tape of the very first in excess concert I went to. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, There's two I, shows. I, <laughs> I, I bought a one of those dictaphones. Uh, where you could tape, stop smiling, B. Okay, where you can actually, you can, you can, hello, Nicolone. Uh, you, 
you, you, you can actually, I, I bought tape. the tape. This, <laughs> yes, that's correct. Correct. Well, here's the funny part, B. I went to the concert, the X Factor tour. It was the first time. He's <laughs> doing some very naughty things online, people. This is this is this is this is immediately going to the X-rated version. But they played, I think, 25 songs on the NXS X Factor tour, and I was busting me out of the toilet. And so you got the dictaphone. dick tape out. <laughs> The dictaphone followed me all the way into the bathroom. It was like a scene no. from the Naked Gun movie where I'm having a wee and, yes, you can hear the, the toilet tinky, scene tinky. whilst I've taped the co- Correct, correct. It's a bit so, like you sorry. taking me to the shower last night. Well, yes, okay. So, listeners, just <laughs> B, B, B was waffling on about stuff to do the show and I'd been for a swim and I'd come home and I was stripping off and I was cold and by the time the phone call ended, I was in my undies, okay? Uh, and, 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 and I put the husband, phone down very quickly when you told correct, me. Correct, correct. Yes. Sorry, listeners, yeah. we are working a bit blue today, uh, but uh, what the hell. <laughs> anyway, uh, but that would be great. Maybe episodes where we could highlight your gig you went to and, and mine we went to. Mm-hmm. It would be interesting amalgam of songs we could do. Mm-hmm. So, oh, uh, something maybe, else happened mm. today because I went out with me and I came back. There's a big truck in my driveway and uh, a big mm-hmm. parcel landed on my doorstep and it's more KP wine. And I want to oh. give a big thank you to Donna and to Claire um, who arranged that. A lady now, called. Remember, people won't know what KP wine well, means. Going, Do you want um, to just explain? I will explain. And right. um, KP wine is Kirk Kimberly. <laughs> Kirk Penkin. Have you been drinking <laughs> KP's wine this afternoon? Well, now I've got two balls. But yeah, so um, a little. Let me pronounce it for you, B. I'll help you out. Kirk Pengelly, <laughs> yes. the saxophone guitar of Backup Vocals Phoenix S, who has a wine collection. Uh-huh. He or you've ordered a box of his finest. Is that right? No, some a lady called Donna ordered um, right. a, a crate of them. I think you have to order them right. in a dozen. And she yes. um, said, I'd love um, some people to drink his wine on his birthday. Well, it's been and gone, but she contacted me and said, is there anybody that you would like to send it to? So you you should be having a box on your doorstep when you get home, mister. Oh. As a few other people that um, are very dear to us as well. So they'll be okay. getting a bottle as well. Um, and, yeah, I thought we could have a drink together next weekend. Oh, that'll be lovely. Yeah. So you're coming on, we'll, we'll mention a bit later, but you're coming on sort of tour at the moment. So looking forward to hanging out for only the third or fourth time in our life, I think, maybe the Fourth time, How I think. Uh, I'm excited. Yeah, no, no uh, I big, mean, big I couple mean, weeks. well, exciting. I mean, how are you feeling? Um, not sick or anything. That's why I'm on. Of course, you're excited uh, well, yeah. to see me. <laughs> Who wouldn't be? <laughs> I thought. I thought you wanted me to do a, a rating out of ten. I was just going to say spinal tap eleven. Uh, uh, in term in terms of uh, excitement seeing you, but um, yes, uh, it, it normally means that I'm ill when I see you. But this time I'm I'm, I'm, I'm stocking up on lozenges. Mm, okay, yeah. good. At this particular point, we would probably like to hand over to you and welcome our patrons aboard and uh, go to you, Ben. I'd like to say hello to everybody outside on the highway. Let's all say hello to everybody outside. It's about 10,000 people at least. Hello. 
hello to our honorary members Tim Farris, Nick Egan, Mark Opitz, Richard Simpkins, Cameron Adams, Mary Woods, Darren Jones, and Paul Jolie. Our patrons Carmen, Laurie, Carrie Ann, Danielle, Sarah Markham, Sarah Camia, Dr. Jim, Katie, Lisa Mack, Anne Marie, Susan P, Susan B, Foxy, Pedro, Mandy, Matt, Linda, Yvonne, Caroline, Amanda H, Amanda V. David, Tracy, Paul Bridges, Paul Buckley, Sandrine, Ella, sorry, Ella Ryder, Tony, Erica, Abigail, Martin, Val, Jim, Matey, Kelly, Jackie, Sean, Sheila, Shannon, Helen, Brett, Suzanne, Laurel, Bard, Genevieve, Shelby, Manny, Jill, Yari, Laos, Heidi, Paula, Lisa, Angie, Nancy, Juliet, Scott, Anthea, Maria, Nicole, Tracy, Darren, Vernon, Jamie, Diana, and our special mentions are to Sue D, Joe Robbins, John Avink, Michael, Glenn, Paul, and Jay. Welcome to the podcast. All right, well, that's been probably two or three weeks without any new patrons. Come on, people. We need a little bit of a help to get this podcast going north. As Nick Egan said, we put a lot of blood, sweat and tears into this. So if you are enjoying it and for the price of a cup of coffee, you can become an active member in helping the band get to the Hall of Fame and giving us the drive and motivation to financially and physically keep going. Isn't that right, B? Yeah, but we also want to say thank you for everybody that's staying with us as well. We really appreciate it. And we also appreciate that some of you are hold and coming back as well so hello to the glens out there Mm, thank you yes all right all right b what's time for it's time for the news hi this is sarah from sydney you're listening to in excess access all areas and now it's time for the news All right, B. Well, uh, the chart news this particular week, I can report good news that the album, The Very Best Of, has had another climb. It's gone from, uh, well, it did go sort of from 44 up to 48 or 45 to 48, but it's now, uh, in the last couple of weeks, gone from 44 back down to number 40. Up, you mean. So... Huh? You said back down. To down as in down a number, oh, okay. but up as in Got that you. sort of uh, prestige. That's yeah. So, awesome. But yeah, Fantastic. Down number 40. Yeah. That's right. So we're very happy with that. Yes, we are. Uh, but the, uh, the other important naval gazing chart is the B and Hayden mixtape competition. So uh, <laughs> I can report at the time of recording that uh, yours truly, myself, is 390 mm-hmm. on the downloads and B's uh, struggling up the straight at 388. Oh. So uh, there is a two download difference. So... Maybe this is a popularity contest, B. So if you have a massive surge this week, I know I'm box office poison. Uh, if I have a surge, uh, I know that, uh, you know, hey, B, you've got to raise your game. Well, so it's probably because be I've downloaded you and you haven't bothered to download me, have you? Uh, I'm joking. <laughs> I think I have. But uh, I remember, I do have seven days uh, less time uh, on air with so that episode. Yeah, but... so at least one, one, one difference. <laughs> 
All right. Well, moving along, straightening up. We uh, I found a great little article this week, and uh, I think it was under the headline of, oh, sorry, under the site called Solomon.com.au or whatever. But it was a ranking or a list of all the in excess tribute bands. So I might try post this on our socials and things like that, B. But uh, you do put it in excess tribute band top 10 rating, and the word Solomon, the article should come up. It was quite interesting. Now, some of them I hadn't heard of before, but the more I went down the list, the more I had. So um, that was an interesting little read. Who was in the top then? Well, it didn't really rank them one oh, to ten. Okay. It just had it just That's had good. them in a list of ten. Mm. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, there's a lot of gigs coming up. And I guess, you know, as we often do, we highlight a lot of the gigs. But uh I think just go and check your local guides in your area because there's plenty of in excess music played both here in Australia, mm-hmm. UK, America, and abroad. So uh do yourself a favor. Also to be, it is only one month, I think, literally to the day where I believe the Shabu Shabar reissue album is coming out. So with the live uh, Redux version with Mark Opitz fingerprints all over the production. So for all you collectors out there, all of you sort of digital remasterers uh, who like to hear things in a modern day sort of uh, uh, tone, uh, look forward to that particular one. Uh, less than a month to go. Bring that on. Yeah. Also, too, big shout out to the newsletter team, B. Uh, we had, I think, the Not Enough Time sort of article at the top. We are working very much behind the scenes and getting that uh, front and set up by Michael's birth. Birthday, mm-hmm. uh, but some great stats in there, and again, the uh, the news uh, the newsletter team do a great job. Uh, most commonly, uh, the best job they do is putting up with me being late for the submissions. So, a big thank you to you for your patience, uh, and big shout out also to a couple of our uh, contributors behind the scenes who do have COVID this week. They do a great job, and we just want to say we wish you well in your recovery. Uh, it is a bit like a flu, but it feels a bit more than just a normal flu, this particular insidious uh, virus, doesn't it, Be we, we really thank you because they still get the newsletter out and they are yeah. very sick at the moment, so thank you so we much. We might nickname them the postwomen. They always do that. They're my newsreel babies. Newsreel babies. Sorry, they always do that. So, um, also, too, there was an article out this week. Some may remember if you were uh, back in this particular sort of time frame, but uh, for the Rockstar in Excess show in 2005, there was uh, a contestant on there called Ty Taylor, uh, who uh, was really good on the show. Um, he only lost me a little bit when he started crying about, you know, you know the reality show upbringing of his childhood and things, so he went to cliche. But uh, uh, there is a good little deep dive article about his experience with Rockstar in Excess that if you want to do yourself a favour and look at. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the big news and the most exciting news is uh, my compadre, B. she's been pushy B. She's been buzzing B. She has annoyed the absolute bejesus out of this <laughs> Person, person's management behind the scenes. But you know what I said to her a couple of weeks ago when she sort of was close to getting this deal? I said, good on you, B. The reality is that don't change, pardon the pardon, who you are, because that's how we often get a lot of these guests. And B, we got an announcement to make about a very special guest for October 18th. Over to you. Yes. Uh, sorry, Nicole, that I have been a pain and that I've gone around the back door and front door and <laughs> the French door. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the plumber's entrance. Yeah. But, I yeah. mean, you know, we've been trying to get John Farris on since what? Since we started. Everybody yep. else has come to the party, but John's very private and it's been very hard to get a hold of him and we've had to go through his management. But 
finally today we got the date so Hayden and I will be doing the interview on the 18th not sure when we're going to release it yet but John thank you so much we realize that you've been through the floods and bushfires and all the things there and and also I know that you've been trying to lift off the it was it the awakening the what um thing that he was doing as well so i don't know what's going on with that so i can't wait to ask him all these questions so patrons you've got a while but still get your questions in via email to myself and carrie ann if you'd like to send an audio even better because that's really nice to hear your voices and we look we would probably anticipate if we record that on the tuesday we'll probably get that out within two weeks of uh uh there but um hopefully we have enough footage and information to get out for a two week or two episode but yes john ferris uh we're very excited and what well until you be for being pushy B. Uh and that's what you have to do sometimes. You know, you did you did your Chris Murphy and I'm you know nice got what you pushy. wanted. I'm nice pushy. Correct. Yes. Correct. So but B, uh it's a great way to finish the news. Thank you. Hi, this is Lisa Mack from Brisbane, Australia. Hey, check out the InXS Tribute Band page on the InXS Access All Areas website and get all of the full tour dates. And now it's time for Gig Watch with Hayden and B. Cheers. Well, on the 25th of September, the New Sensation Boys are playing at the Boatyard in North Carolina. So good luck to you guys. Um, We know that you uh, mentioned us um, to your fans, so thank you very much for that. If you are a tribute band and you would like to get in touch and let us um, read out your gigs for the the week, let us know. Our email is inxs.aaa at gmail.com. Look forward to hearing from you. Hey, this is Tim Farris. Well done, Hayden and B. You've made my brothers and I very proud of what you've achieved so far. A big hello to all your listeners and NXS fans. All right, uh, we're here to talk more music today, B. And uh, yes, Baby Don't Cry, something we're going to talk about. I'm going to throw you a bit of a curveball and you've got your hands over your face like, oh my God, the word curveball. But I thought, you know, last week we did Heaven Sent and you said at the end of the episode we'll do Baby Don't Cry and I think that's fine. But I thought given the re-release of Baby Don't Cry and Tasted and Not Enough Time and Beautiful Girl, all on the HD video format, we might be able to bundle them together and just have a, a little session where we can go from single two to five. We've we've dug deep about these and the charts on the welcome review, but I thought we could at least bundle them together for a little bit of a set because uh, the videos of these songs are fantastic, um, although there's one of these videos I know you're a bit controversial with your comments on. We'll start off at Baby Don't Cry, and you want to dedicate this, I think, to some people. Is that right, Yes, Pete? I do. I want to. Um, and yes, thank yes. you for throwing that curveball at me because I've only reviewed no Baby Don't Cry. Okay, right. <laughs> because it is Baby Don't Cry, I want to dedicate this episode to everyone who is struggling out there, for the girls that have got COVID, for the girls that have got cancer, for the girls that are losing loved ones and for the boys who are struggling with their mental health as well this week so thank you um, for listening and this one's for you As 
as we said last week, Kevin Stanley went into single number two off Welcome was Baby Don't Cry. And uh, we sort of want to develop a theme of what was probably the best package of uh, maxi single you could get. And uh, this particular edition uh, was relevant to Australia and some overseas markets, but uh, uh, the actual four-song track of this single started with Baby Don't Cry, which was a individual co-write from Andrew, which was interesting. Uh, it then went into Questions, number two. It went into Patar Speaks, which was a Kirk production, number three. And it went into a Baby Don't Cry sort of vocal and orchestral mix, which uh, took out a lot of the band sort of drums and guitar and things. But uh, Baby Don't Cry, B, give us a bit of a, a vibe about this song for you slash 2022 and then going back, you know, 30 years uh, when it was released. Uh, any memories or any current feelings about this song? Okay. Well, I love how it goes boom, straight in with um, a beat from John. And uh, Laurie always tries to remind me that if we have John on or anybody, that we've got to ask who is out of tune when they're singing Baby Don't Cry. <laughs> you can hear it more you actually. In the, for, yeah, you can actually hear it more in the, the last one, but we'll talk about that later. But I find this a very uplifting song, you know, Baby Don't Cry, yeah. you know. If you're, if you're feeling in a really shit mood, you put this on and it really does lift your spirits. Um, I always think that this is um, be a really good Christmas song for some reason. I think it would have been really good to have been at the end of Love Actually. It's got that sort of like, you know, bring it. Yeah. It's, it's very uplifting and it's just, yeah, I love it. It's a na na na, don't cry. Yeah, yeah. excellent. It hits. It comes out of the blocks with a big chorus. Mm. You know, I think I might have said that in the the welcome review. And um, it, you know, it's a bit like Dancing Queen and Ever, where they come out with the actual dancing. Uh, you know, the Dancing Queen chorus and things. Um, I think, as I said, it is uplifting. It's got a bit of a '60s Beatle, big sound orchestral type thing going, mm. and uh, I think with the video that uh, I know you think they look a bit like a boy band coming out. I liked the video because I felt. Um, and not negative for Richard, but Richard almost admitted with his videos on X that, you know, sometimes towards a couple of singles there, he might have dialed a couple in. I think I said bit of tears and he agreed that, you know, depending what budget he had yeah. sometimes, you know, he never, you know, oh. Murphy never quite gave him always the the budget or the recognition, so he sort of dialed a few in. Um, and I always felt like some of the X videos, not so much the by my side, but the... the uh, uh, disappear and the bitter tears one. They were a bit black and white yes. monochrome. Yeah, yeah. And I love the big colour flourishes of this. Mm. So even Heaven Sent was a bit black and whitish in its monochrome colours. But Baby Don't Cry was this big vibrant sound mm. and this big vibrant colour videos. Mm. Michael's, I think, coloured shirts and the snake and coming down the stairs. And it felt like it was uh, be shaking your head at this. I like you it. Do, I thought it was don't like, you? Yeah, I do. I do. And I, I, did you want? I don't see did you want to be band. on the stage with that? I mean, I like you know. No, I just think they look. They look great, mm. and I thought it was just sort of this vibrancy that yeah. matched the music. Yeah. Okay. But yes, when this single came out, um, again on vinyl uh, at that particular time, it was a very rare one, and we gave away a vinyl "Baby Don't Cry" a few months we ago. Did. Didn't we, we did. Uh, but the CD single, uh, secondly, uh, second up, it had questions and it had the sort of the instrumental version uh, from Andrew Farris. And I guess as think back to 1992, if you had the Welcome album and you'd bought Heaven Sent, mm-hmm. uh, Baby Don't Cry was released almost around at the same time the album came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you then got a chance to hear what questions sounded like without the vocals. So, again, for a real ardent fan and some of our collectors on uh, who listen to us, 
Uh, again, it's another little angle of a song that you can sort of enjoy uh, its uniqueness, yeah. uh, which was questions. Uh, it's slightly different, isn't it? It's a little I bit, think yeah. It, it goes a bit. Lo- it goes a bit longer. Goes a bit this longer. one goes for well, all of four them, minutes fifty. All yeah. of them go yeah. for over four minutes, don't they? But, yeah. But yeah, it's but it's not so heavy. It's very. It's a lot lighter than the version that's on the album, yeah. I think. Um, but I, yeah. yeah, I like it. I like the exotic romance of it, and it's warm and inviting. Again, for the listeners, etc., there who are looking for value and variety and looking to, to dive deep on the experiments, experimental part of when in excess was really at their peak. Uh, again, it's a it's a handy sort of addition there. Now, number three, Patar speaks. You have it. You look like you got your thumb sort of up your nose there for that one. Is that right? My thumb. Or do you like nose. this one? Well, it's my least the, favorite of the of this right. part. Yeah, I must admit, it's. Mm. I find it. Mm, it's it's very dated to me it even sounds like it's probably from uh well it, it, yeah it's got like a craft work tinge to it for me as well yep. yeah would you well, say this, that this is a this is a well this is a kirk production he recorded this at his own sort of studio mm. um uh so on the loss on the line notes has recorded at, at genic studios and it plays like that this is Murphy letting the band experiment, add some of their own compositions to the B-sides. And, uh, again, I like it. It's interesting. You know, it's never really uh, – it's not really an NXS song. It's really a Kirk solo yeah. thing added into an NXS CD maxi single. So uh, – but check it out. Wow. And the last one on here, being Baby Don't Cry, um, I guess it mirrors a little bit the Mystify soundtrack. You know, the mm. the Baby Don't Cry on that where they play Michael's vocals yeah. up and the orchestral up. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit like, I don't know if they've taken it from that or it's a bit similar to that. It is a bit similar. Um Mm. Yeah, well, this isn't, yeah, the, the stereo is really working its magic, isn't it, on the Mystify yeah. um, journey yeah. one. But this this one's good. Um, I like that there's a lot of space. I think we speak about space with Nick Lornay next week, actually, about In Excess have their own space in their music. They all know their positions. And this actually mm. gives Michael a lot of space and it really showcases his beautiful voice. Mm. Mm. Now you said something about being out of tune earlier. Do you think somebody or some person is out of tune on the backup, or is that Laurie? I I did hear it at the very beginning of this one. So yeah, I do um, encourage listeners to go and listen, and perhaps <laughs> you can find out who it is. I'm not sure um, who it would be. Maybe it's Liam Gallagher getting yeah. his own back on the band. You know, yeah. uh, better than in yeah. And it's a little bit <laughs> anyway. different because Michael's well into his rap, and it fades out on the rap. Right. It doesn't fade out okay. with just music. So that was a little bit interesting that Mark's decided that that's the way that this would go. Yeah. Mm. And, and, and there's no drum drop at the beginning. Oh, okay. Mm. <laughs> 
to the uh, video, uh, the HD stuff, you can definitely see the difference. So if you go on to YouTube and do a before and after comparison, uh, the CD cover B that you're uh, putting up now, uh, again, very abstract again. Do you want to describe to the listeners what is on the cover? It's got the little strip, uh, magnetic strip of like a, a cassette saying, baby, don't cry excess. But what object is there? Yeah, it's a ceramic dog. Um, now I <laughs> on looked, a park bench or something. Yeah, yeah, on a yeah. park bench. So I looked up the photographer who is Nigel Shafran. Shafran. He's a photographer and artist, and he has done stuff for the Tate Modern and Tate Victoria Victorian Albert Museum. And he was really big in the nineteen eighties in fashion photography. But he turned to fine art photography, which is interesting because this is a ceramic puppy. Yeah, and I've looked up. He's only fifty eight, so he's not that old either. So he would have been quite young when he was doing that. And um, so I looked. I looked him up, and yeah, he did the one of the old granny you know that looked like she was on an estate um what picture was that from now oh, taste it taste it which we'll be talking about in a moment that's a good segue into taste it because the uh third single uh taste it which was obviously released uh, uh up next uh is also had the hd uh sheen put all over it on youtube uh taste it i guess Pretty controversial as a song at the time, B, because probably the video done by Bailey Walsh, um, which was filmed in uh, the uh, suburbs of uh, semi semi suburban area of London, looked like LA, but uh, uh, it was probably Michael at his most provocative in a video. Uh, it had obviously uh, some very sexual undertones and overtones and tones. So uh, this particular clip, unfortunately, was probably a song good enough to really chart and do well, but uh, it didn't quite get the, the the impetus on the charts because it was banned and people it's, couldn't see it. And, it's such a yeah. shame, isn't it? This stuff that goes on the I mean, videos nowadays and there's nothing. Yeah. I mean, licking someone's toes, really? Yes. Mm. Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, there was certain sort of graphic shots of a lady sort of going north down south, if you know yeah. what I'm saying. But uh, the, uh, the underpants is about it, though. You didn't see much more. You wanted more. <laughs> <laughs> well, look again. There was there, there were lots of lots of uh, different sort of uh, categories of this one released, and I'll, I'll mention probably two today that probably the best value for money. This particular version uh, on the CD maxi single had the sort of the seven inch version of yeah. Taste It, mm-hmm. uh, although Michael wanted to release the twelve inch. <laughs> Moving along. Uh, the second uh, track on there was uh, an extension, uh, which was the 12-inch mix. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but this was produced uh, and engineered uh, both by uh, uh, the very famous musician Martin Glover, who, who's affectionately known uh, in musical circles as Youth. He was the producer and the remixer, and uh, it was engineered by, by, by a guy called Christopher Mark Potter. Uh, but Youth was a guy very famous in the 80s uh, for a band called Killing Joke. 
Uh, and they had a song there that was sampled virtually by Nirvana, a song called Come As You Are by Nirvana that ripped off Youth. Youth also went on to write a, a summer hit in the early 90s called Sunshine on a Rainy Day. Oh, yeah. Pick me up, pick me up, hip, hip away. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Youth went on to work with Midnight Oil and Crowded House and done a lot of things. And he was also, I think, interviewed by uh, a friend of the podcast, um, uh, John Lamoureux from the Hustle, so oh. uh, uh, a great a great uh, producer there who was on the twelve inch uh, twelve inch mix. Thirdly, B, we had a reissue of the Suicide Blonde Paul Oakenfield Milk mix uh, that was added in for value, and that was five minutes forty two. And uh, again, just this value for money. If you were in the early nineties, you know, instead of buying the vinyl and getting one song and a crappy B side, you're getting these deep cuts or these. Uh, historical releases added in to help bulk up the singles value. I haven't got that on my CD. Yeah, well, that that particular uh, Suicide uh, Blonde mix is also on one of the remix albums that came out in 94, which we'll be talking about in a few weeks' time. But uh, coming up fourth on this particular track listing, we have Light the Planet from Kirk, which is a little bit more of a, one of his solo sort of type sort of instrumentations and some things there again. Uh, I do know that, uh, as I said, Kirk was quite prolific in those days, you know, as I said, uh, uh, with the Baby Don't Cry one before, putting some uh, tracks on these B-sides. Um, the cool thing in Australia, B, was that uh, the most prominent release at the time when this all occurred was uh, not this CD maxi single to start with. It was actually tasted on the front side and on the other side, it was not enough time. It was a double. So as a release in Australia, I was a double A side. So uh, a bit like Penny, Penny Lane and Strawberry Fields, it was a double A. That's what uh, got released here. Yeah, so on my CD, I've got Not Enough Time by Raphael Rosario mix on this one here, which is a very cool mix as well. Look, there are various editions going around. The one we've highlighted a little bit more today is the four-track edition CD single, but uh, that one-two punch is uh, really, really uh, high in my collection, whereby I'm very, very pumped to have it. Uh, what have you got there, B? Just turn that around. Is there how many tracks on that one? So the, I've got the UK box set here. What's track one? So you got Taste It, the seven inch. I've got inch, Taste yeah. It, seven inch. Then I've got yep. the Youth Mix, Taste It. And yep. then I've got Not Enough yep. Time, the Raphael Rosa Rio um, mix. And then Light the Planet. Okay. Uh, yeah. And and just a little side note, the actual um, photographer that I mentioned earlier that um, did the um, not um, Baby Don't Cry, he also took the photo of this. But this photo was taken in the 80s, oh. which was funny enough. So it wasn't actually taken for in excess. Very random picture of an old lady. <laughs> but it must be, uh, like, I don't know, flicked one of their switches. I sort of like the juxtaposition of in excess taste and then an old lady on the street with a, you know, a scarf on her head with a big laugh. I mean, it's it's diametrically opposed, isn't it, really? Very, you know? yeah. Come back to me. I'll be begging to swim the Moving along, I can, I guess, go to the next single, uh, which technically, you know, is not the Not Enough Time CD single, uh, say, in Australia, because as I said, that was a, an add-on to uh, America. 
sorry, an add-on to uh, the tasted sort of uh, A-side. But uh, uh, there was not enough time released as a single uh, in the States around the Olympic time. Now, you said, just I'm interested here, B, you said you've got a five-CD set there. You're going to Beautiful Girl next. You uh, you don't have not enough time one on you there? No, I don't. Not in my box. So you said you got a five-CD single. No, four. You got four in there. Okay, yeah. cool. That makes sense. Yeah. So, so what I will do is the most common release is not enough time, which was the first single off the album. It coincided with the Olympics, and we've dug deep about this song before and how much we love it and the video and things. Uh, the new version of the video of the HD makes it even more striking. So do yourself a favor, go mm. to YouTube, check it out. Yeah. Um, but uh, that song ironically had uh, not enough time on the A side. It had Light the Planet as the B side B. Um, and it had a lady, I think, and a guy and a baby uh, and a wedding dress, et cetera, on, yeah. on that cover. Mm-hmm. So that's the sort of addition there that's a bit rarer and harder to get as a standalone because it was really only released as a standalone single in America with one B-side. Um, and I'm sure there's other platforms and catalogs around the world where you can pick up other things. But that was the primary sort of addition at that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it did hit 28 in the charts, so it did have some impetus to start off the Welcome album. But uh, from the video, I mean, that video still looks majestic from its mm. old YouTube style, but now mm. with the HD, Beautiful. it's taken up 25%. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, yes, Benny, thank you. As we talk about Not Enough Time for your work on the campaign to get it in the charts again, we will uh, update you on more of that over the next few weeks. Now, B, you're eagerly showing me the next one there, which is the Beautiful Girl CD single. Weirdly enough, this, as we said a few weeks ago, was, I think, number nine in the charts in Canada. So as a fourth or fifth single, it's very rare that you get something so deep on a release chart so highly. But uh, uh, on your edition there, B, what are the uh, B-sides we have on this one? Okay, we've got Andrew Farris's Beautiful Girl. Love, love, love. And then we've got my favourite, Strange Desire. Um, yes. And then In My Living Room. So I have got a strange desire in my living room with a beautiful girl and then Ashtar Speaks. Yes, which is sort of a a sequel song to uh, Kirk's other one, Patar Speaks and things like that. With the beautiful girl one, I just love the simplicity of the cover. Uh, I think uh, for those who don't know, it's uh, it's simply uh, a bunch of grapes on the cover, isn't it? With some lovely sort mm. of red red flowers or leaves next to it and things like that. Nice juicy looking grapes, yes. aren't they? I wonder if it's anything to do, an ode to black grape. Who knows? I, look, I, Who it, knows? May, it, it may end up being a little bit um, uh, too much of a stretch, but you just never know. Um, this particular uh, song, uh, namely, is uh, was a nominee for Inexus's third Grammy nomination, so uh, it didn't win, unfortunately. But it is still a great video, and I did see it the other day and. Um, it still speaks to a modern-day audience setting in terms of the struggles with eating disorders and some of the pressures on, you know, models to uh, conform or be seen to be uh, bulletproof and things. So it still has a message that sort of serves 2022 just as much as it did in 1992. God, I wish somebody would have told me when I was younger that all bodies aren't the same. Photoshop, bitty, bitty models on magazine covers. Told me I was overweight, I stopped eating, what a bummer, can't have carbs in a girl summer. If I could go back and tell myself when I was younger, I'd say, Psst.
guess, B, uh, from this sort of video point of view, uh, have you seen the new HD version yet of this one or not? Not this no. one. I haven't. I think no. go back and check it out because it looks great. It, again, it's just that extra little bit of shine, and 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 um, I guess you can just see the, you know, the um, uh, the various you know um, pixelation of it all. It just is so much tighter, I guess, when you sort of see it and tighter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it'd be like sort of sports. I know when I went to a mate's house a few years ago and saw HD sort of uh, you know TVs with sports. It was so much more atmosphere and and sort of uh, pixelated as what used to be mm-hmm. under the non-HD. Mm-hmm. So uh, anything about this song, B, that resonates with you still? Beautiful girl. Yeah. yeah. It, well, more so that it's a connection between me and Mila, to tell yeah. you the truth, because it was one of those songs that I used to play in the car and she used yeah. to sing along to it with me. And that's one of her, I, I would say that after Never Tear Us Apart is like one of her second favorite yeah. songs. So yeah. I think a little homework exercise for our listeners: go compare "Beautiful Girl" to "Never Tear Us Apart" mm. and hear the vocal differential from Michael. I mean, "Never Tear Us Apart" is this big anthem and this escalated vocal. Yeah, Michael just sings this song with a lot of restraint. He doesn't sort of try and over sing it. Um, and no criticism with "Never Tear Us Apart," but he's actually a guy who's really exploring his vocal range. He sings in a bit of a lower register. It's got a bit of a Lou Reed sort mm. of uh, uh, vocal delivery. Um, it's got uh, this beautiful keyboards. I think you know that Michael said he did it on the sort of the toy sort of piano thing there to start with. Um, and mm. I think it's a song that carries, you know, quite favourably from this album. It's probably the song that gives gets the most uh, airplay now from this album mm. here in Australia. So. Mm. Um, kudos to this particular one, B. And I said this mm, one in Australia, anyway. yeah. And this charted mm. in the sort of lower 40s or the at 46 in America and got the Grammy nomination, so it still stacks up favor- favorably. And uh, I think as we combine this week with last week, um, as I said, you know, the Welcome album uh, was a real uh, musical turning point for the band in, in pushing themselves. Uh, and I think the uh, the singles they picked off this album were really good, like you know, you could argue on other albums they could have released other things, but I think they nailed the five probably best songs on this album, maybe bar, you know, maybe A Strange Desire or something there. But I think they really nailed the single selections off this album. So do yeah. yourself a favour, mm-hmm. check out the videos, reminisce with these songs, share them around. Uh, these these are songs that I love to share with people who, who uh, are what I would say, listen like thieves, kick and ex people who don't really know much of the other things. Yeah, or the people who say in excess or an Otis Correct, band. yeah. Like, you play this and they go, can I go listen to yeah, these? Yeah, listen to this song, you oh, know. And, I remember yeah, that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And some people actually haven't heard these songs. They go, oh, well, that's a great song. I didn't know this one was them or mm. I didn't know they uh, had these songs in their arsenal. So, um, but, yeah, mm. B, that's our, that's our little topic of the week. This is Sheila from Birmingham, Alabama. Hey, this is Susan from Cincinnati, Ohio. Hi, this is Maytee from Montreal, Canada. This is Suzanne from Los Angeles, California. 
And that's a wrap. Well, B, that was uh, good fun there, sort of reminiscing a little bit on uh, that CD collection. And it was cool just seeing your little box collection there with all of those ones there, bar one. But fan engagement, over to you. So this one's going to be a little bit different um, with fan engagement because I want to engage fans to come and see Hayden and I, we're going to do a concert (laughs) with the Don't Change Boys on the 26th of November. So we've got a room to fill there of over a thousand people and we would love to see you and come and visit us there. So I have been working, and Hayden, working hard at um, getting this together. So we hope that you can come along. There will be auctions. There will be giveaways. There will also be another band there called Barnstorm, which is an, a tribute band to... Jimmy Barnes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there'll be two bands for the price of $39. So we're going to put that in the diaries there. Come on down, okay? Uh, apparently B's going to be doing backup vocals uh, with Nick Lorne that night too. So, uh, But anyway, <laughs> uh, that'll be exciting. Yeah, we're going to actually be looking for a beautiful girl to go on stage so that um, Tim Blair can sing along to as well. So, th- hello, Karen. Hello, Karen Peters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it'll be good fun, really right. good fun. All right. Now, a couple of little things here. Uh, auction items coming up, B. Uh, this one will link a little bit to uh, a couple of other things here. But uh, we are very excited that over the next couple of weeks, we will be putting out our Nick Lorne uh, double episode. So over the next two weeks, Nick Lorne is going to be a guest on the program. Uh, now, in the interest of, uh, of transparency, we did this interview a couple of weeks ago, but such a great interview. B's been working furiously and putting it together and tying it together. So uh, over the next uh, two weeks beyond this episode, we will get Nick uh, coming on and uh, we'll be welcoming him into our In Excess world and he was uh, great to talk to. In terms of going out today, B, we thought that even though MTV thought that they were smart and thought that they were really, really clever in banning Tasted, we're going to uplift, uh, sorry, unlift the band, I should say, and we're going to go out today with uh, Tasted. Uh, We thought we would go out in honour of Michael with the 12 inch okay uh youth mix be salivating as we speak okay uh and we're going to go out with the youth 12 inch mix of tasted uh it's a goodbye from me and we'll give you a few weeks to um, save up for our new auction which will be a picture disc a double picture disc i should say of baby don't cry and of heaven sent um picture disc it looks fantastic 12 inches um, and they're going to be signed by kirk and tim so um yet yeah, get your savings done and uh, we'll be with you soon and it's a goodbye from b
touchy. And you've been listening to In Excess, Access All Areas with Hayden and Bee.